So I feel like probably one extreme or the other, all of us can say we have a place in that. Or some of us maybe love Christmas, and maybe some of us it's like the worst holiday in the world. Um, but the encouragement here is that because Jesus came, we can have hope in him. We can go home with Jesus. And so, you know, it might not be a physical home, but it's a home where you'll feel hope, feel restored, then eventually go to our true home one day, which is amazing and, and awesome. And so, um, for you, what do you think of when you hear the word Christmas? Um, some of us have our different traditions, right? I know my wife and I, after October, we, we start watching some Christmas movies. Don't usually watch the good stuff, but we watch the, the, the um, ones on Netflix that's about the, the stable boy or, or the, the baker who gets invited to a competition to, to be in the kingdom and <laughs> ends up marrying the king or prince or something and becomes royalty and um, watch those movies first. And then we dive into the, the deeper ones. Everybody's laughing because they know that's like a common thing, right? Um, common movie plot. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so after Thanksgiving, though, or like right before, just depending on timing, you know, we put up our Christmas tree and put all the ornaments on and start, you know, buying gifts um, for, for family, or maybe that's already been happening. Um, maybe for you and your family, you put together like a gingerbread house, or you have a, a Christmas village where it's like a little town, and you got the which is amazing to me, all the little things. Um, it's another thing that I'm geeky about too, but it's like my parents have like a, a popcorn stand or like a french fry stand that's in this little snowy village. And it's, how, how detailed do they get with those, those things? And it's pretty cool. Um, but we all have our different traditions, right? Some of us might, might give back to the community during this time of year with helping with a food drive or serving at the Salvation Army um, or maybe you buy a family in need presents for their, their kids or just presents for them um, just to, to be nice and, and loving towards them. And maybe for you, none of these traditions are for you and your family. Um, for some of us, we just hate the word Christmas, to be honest. Not because of the meaning per se, but because of the bad memories we've encountered over the years. It could be that it's been years since your family has had a real, real family Christmas. Maybe for you during this time, you kind of feel a little hopeless or empty. And today, the hope is, and the truth is, because of what Jesus has done for us, because he came, we can go home for Christmas. His loving arms. Today, we're going to look at a group of people who were, were known as, as outcasts. They were people who, who honestly probably didn't have a lot of hope or have much going for them. Um, nobody really wanted to hang out with them. They, they're often seen as, as, as dirty people and even didn't have like a, a say in court. Like they weren't a reliable source in court. 
And so um, this morning we're going to take a look at the shepherds of the Christmas story. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to, to Luke 2. Uh, that's where we're going to be, 8 through, through 20. Um, but yeah, so if you have, um, you know, most of you have physical Bibles, but if you don't and you have your phone, you can go to, to uh, the App Store. If you don't have a Bible yet on your phone, um, go to the App Store, type in version and um, download that and go into it. And then you can hit the events tab and we have all of our notes and scriptures and resources there as well that, that can, uh, you know, you can, can, can work into as well. Um, so yeah, we're in Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, which the town of David is also Bethlehem. Um, He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in, in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told." So if you have a journal or you want to take notes, um, like the big thing um, is like, why can we go home for Christmas, right? So maybe like, like I said earlier, it's not like a physical home, but it's in, you know, the loving arms of Jesus. And we see a group of people here, the shepherds, um, who, who were not the most desired people to be around. And, and the first thing is why we can go home for Christmas is because the shepherds were sought out. They were sought out by the, the angel of the Lord. And so the shepherds were doing their daily tasks and keeping up with the sheep and animals in the field. And one, one of the reasons why they were despised and outcasted is because the job of a shepherd often caused them to miss Shabbat. Does anybody know what Shabbat means yeah yeah someone said it over here i was getting ready to point reagan said it yeah sabbath sabbath so that was a big deal back then some of us don't know what a sabbath is or have had one in a while probably um but back then you were seen as dirty or despised class of people if you missed the sabbath like that's how important rest was to them. And I think that's how important rest needs to be to us. Not that we see other people like that. Um, That's not what I'm getting at. But because I think 
there's something there. Um, when we're in a rhythm, we recognize what Jesus has done in those times of Sabbath where we're resting, we're taking a step back, we're trusting that God's going to take care of what's ahead. Um, and, and in this, when it talks about going home for Christmas and, and you know, being wrapped in the arms of Jesus, the times that I know I recognize that the most are the times when I'm in Sabbath, the times when, when I'm taking a step back and, and able to just not have a worry about what tomorrow is going to bring or what the, the next day is going to bring, um, but trusting that Jesus is going to take care of those things. God's going to be there and, and just truly enjoy the soulful rest that Jesus wants to give. See, the birth of Jesus should not just be something to be celebrated on December 25th or even, even just in December. The birth of Jesus is something we should be constantly celebrating because without it, we would have no Messiah that had redeemed the world forever. I truly believe without Jesus that we would continue to live in our brokenness and then some. These guys, the shepherds, in their deeply broken state, were working in the field, and then, you know, in this field, it just starts lighting up, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the angel appears, and, and they're terrified, right? <laughs> like, like, wouldn't you be if you just, something shows up, you know? Like, like Tim, if Megan just randomly showed up right in that chair just now, wouldn't that kind of freak you out? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stranger things have happened, but um, it'd be it'd be pretty terrifying if if you saw that happen. And and you know, I think like like in this like that's why you hear the angel saying like, "Don't be afraid." You know, because back then, if if something like that happens, you're probably thinking, "Oh, I'm, I, if I'm not dead, I'm probably about to be dead." Um, and, and they're like, no, 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 don't be afraid. Like, we're here for good things. And to be a shepherd and hear that, I think that probably turned them on their heads. These people who are outcasted, who, who are seen as dirty, who have no place in the world other than to take care of people's animals, they're actually sought out and told, I'm coming here for good for you. And for us, it's the same. We're sought out by Jesus. That's why we came. That's why he came. Not we came. He came. It's because he sought us out. Um, I think uh, one, of, one of the things that, that I recently heard that, that uh, I think is, is amazing and true is, is like... Um, we can't earn our way into heaven. And as hard as that is sometimes for us to think, and we continue to try that, I know I continue to try that, and um, Jesus lived that life for us. It doesn't mean we have a right to sin and do whatever we want, but what it does mean is that you're saved. You just have to go to him. He's seeking you out constantly. He's seeking you out now. 
So know he's seeking you out. And he's saying to you, don't be afraid. I come with good news. You are loved. You are cared for. I've taken care of the pain that you're feeling. I've taken care of the sin that you constantly run back to. I just want you. I just want your heart. And so the next thing is, the angel shared the gospel with the shepherds. This is what we read in, in verse 11 of our, of our scripture today. Uh, it says that today in the town of David, which is Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And so I thought this was an interesting fact, um, so I thought I'd share it with you guys. Um, the only verse in scripture where Jesus is called Savior, Messiah, and Lord is this verse. Um, like all in the same verse. Not that that's the only time he's referred to these things, but like in the same verse. And so I think that puts emphasis on that verse as well. And so the gospel message is a big deal. And not only is it a sharing of good news, but it's also a revelation of the true identity of Christ. And so after the angel shared this message, even more angels show up in this field and they start singing and worshiping together and, and they sing, you know, uh, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And so this peace isn't just a gooey feeling kind, kind of thing to sing, like, you know, oh, yes, this is, this is amazing. Oh, yes, that sounds so good. No, this was like a message talking about the healing of estrangement caused by human evil. The fractures were being healed. And so the Messiah who would restore the world forever, had been born. He had finally come. This person they had been waiting for forever, or for a long time. He had been born. And so this message was meant for the shepherds, specifically the outcast, and it's meant for us today as well. And so the last thing is the shepherds were confident with the gospel message. They were confident with the gospel message because, you know, I, I, I think this is, at least to me, it's interesting. After the angels had gone back to heaven, they decided to go to Bethlehem um, themselves, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure to some degree, like, did, did, we, uh, did we drink something we weren't supposed to and it... <laughs> caused some confusion? Did we uh, smell some aromas that caused us to, to think differently? <laughs> you know, like, like what, what just happened? And you heard this about going to Bethlehem and, or what happened in Bethlehem. And so they decided to like go check it out themselves. Like, like let's go see if this thing is real. Uh, let's go see if what just happened actually happened to us and, and see if it's real. And so they go to Bethlehem and sure enough, they find Mary, Joseph, and Jesus um, in, in the manger. And, and so they, they you know, like, if, if you see that happening, you have to say something to them, right? Um, may, you know, maybe they, they, I would assume probably the only baby in the area as, as, well, not only baby in the area, but had been recently born because Bethlehem was a smaller village. Um, but, like, you see them, and you find out that it's Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Like, that should be completely trans transforming, not only on you, 
But then, as the shepherds taught and told Mary and Joseph what, what had just happened to them, like, how crazy would it be to be in Mary and Joseph's shoes to hear what had just happened to these guys who are, who are coming to you? And I think for, for Mary, because it talks about, like, she, she treasured these things in her heart, right? And I think as, as, as uh, you know, just from a, a standpoint of a dad, if someone randomly comes up and talks about these, these different things, these different, like what they had received, you know, about Jesus being, being Savior, Lord, and uh, Messiah. Like, if you had already been receiving dreams about that, that's even more of an affirmation and a confirmation about who Jesus is, is already and who eventually they're going to see come to fruition. Like, I'm going to treasure that as a gift be like, this thing is real, and it's continuing, continuing, and continuing to be real, Um, not just by Jesus living his life yet, but by all these people who are constantly streaming in and telling us about these dreams or these prophecies that they're receiving from, from God, and then over time, you get to see that happen, but it's just super cool to, to see that happen, and I'm sure, um, uh, meant a lot to Mary and Joseph. And so after this, um, you know, Mary and Joseph raised the boy and released him to change the world forever, and things were different. Things are different now. The world is redeemed, and the people in it are forgiven forever. For every wrong we've done, for every transgression we've caused, every darkness we've, we've encountered. Jesus is that light that has, has overcome the darkness. And the shepherds, this group of people who, who we've already talked about as being outcasts and despised people, people who, who in common society just didn't matter and had no place, they were forgiven forever. The shepherds returned home and continued to give God praise. How could you not be completely transformed by that? What you've experienced in, you know, I'm sure it wasn't just like a 24-hour period, but over like a period of a, like a, a, a good amount of time, you've been having that experience. How could that not transform you forever? So I, I don't know where, where everyone is in their, their faith. Um, but what I do know is, 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 is Jesus wants you to come home for Christmas. He wants you to, to come home and sit with him. To pray to him. To let him love you. Because he wants to love you. He already loves you. So I'm sorry if you don't want him to love you. He loves you. He cares about you. And he knows you by name. So will you go home for Christmas and let Jesus, who is seeking you out now, continue to seek you out? And will you let him in into some of the deep and dark and broken things? I guarantee, like the shepherds, over time it's going to bring hope. It's going to bring light to your darkness. You're going to experience a grace like no other. And so I found it fitting 
to, to end today um, with words from Jesus himself that are recorded also in Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray. Jesus, I just simply pray that we would go home for Christmas. And maybe, you know, for the, the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time, that we would go home. That we know, God, that, that through Jesus, we can find hope. Whatever darkness, whatever wrong we've caused, we can find hope because of the life you lived, the life that we couldn't live, the life that you lived, Jesus. And so I pray that we would be reminded constantly of, of your love, of your mercy, and how you continue to seek us out um, every day that we live. It's in your name we pray, King Jesus. Amen.